0: texting my message and you will have the door open for you. You will have the door open for you. And I'm also here Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until about 11.30 to 12.00. So um, you can text me too if you want to come during that time. I can open the doors for you because I'm here. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing to us during this season and as you are part of this body. You will feel that me to come into the house of God, and I wanted to let you know that the doors are open and you can come, whatever hour you want to come. Amen. Matthew five. Just before where we're gonna start, we're gonna start from 27, verse 27. Jesus had healed a man. And it starts 27 says, after these things he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. So he left up, he left off, rose up, and followed him. Then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house, and there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. And their scribes and the Pharisees complained against his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered and said to them, those who are well, have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. So those who are well don't need a physician, but those who are sick, they need one. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Let's go and read another account of the same story. Turn with me to Mark 2. Mark 2, 14. It's the same story. 14. Let's 13. Then he went out again by the sea, and all the multitude came to him and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they say to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. That was his task, that was his work when he came. He said, I've come for the sake of the sins. And if anybody feels that they don't need me, then they are well. Or so they assume they are well. But those that recognize that they are sick and in need of me, they, those I came for. Jesus understood that he was a physician. There's a verse that I do not have time to look up where it is and I hope um, they will find it. It says, you are a select arrow. He has something that says a select arrow. Jesus knew that he was a son of God, sent from God for the sake of the sinners. And he knew he held the title of a physician. When Jesus, Isaiah 49, 2. Let's go there, Isaiah 49, 2. It's important to see where Jesus was coming from. Why he had answers for every little thing. For nine two. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. Some Bible verses say he has made me a select arrow. In his quiver, he has hidden me. Jesus understood that or he knew that he was a child of God, a son of God and he knew that he was a select arrow or a shaft ready for battle prepared in the quiver of God. Psalms 127 says this of the same thing of our children, that they are arrows in our peoples. And that's what the word of God tells us that we work so diligently raising up our children that what they have been called to be, the arrows that they've been called to be, that they will be for their generation. So Jesus, he understood that he was already a sword an arrow, a shot. He knew he was an armor, like the young people would say. He knew he was dangerous. And that's why when Jesus stands up in the temple and they give him the word to read, he opens Isaiah 61. His words, they burn like fire. His words are a flame of fire. You as a child of God, your words are a flame of fire. When you speak, the enemy trembles. When you speak, the enemy recognizes who you are. Jesus was a select hour when he read that verse that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He went about and he went about his mission uh, statement. When he went about his statement, when he finished and he set his book down, everybody could not help but gaze on him. Everybody could not help but gaze at him. They could not help but look up unto him. He says, "My sheep they hear my voice." His word went forth like a sword and it pierced the hearts of men that they could not help but gaze and listen to what was going to come after he finished. Why did his words come out with power and strength and conviction to the hearts of men? Because Jesus knew that he was already prepared already prepared beforehand for what he was about to do. Not only that, he knew who he was going to, he knew he was who he was going to heal. On my way this morning, a lady called me who we were in the hospital and she told me, she had texted me at 4 a.m. and they are in the hospital. They were in the hospital with the daughter. She has a fever. She had a fever, Amen. She had a fever. I'm correcting my language. She had a fever. And when I called her on my way here, she said they have run out tests and they have found nothing. Amen. When I was at home praying for her, God told me, it's nothing. It's just an attack of the enemy. Because it's something me and her were learning last week. Amen. And the enemy is working so hard to convince her otherwise. But I know so they have discharged her home and she texted me before I stood up and told me, you know, send me home. They didn't find nothing. Whatever they were thinking it is, they can't find it. And now I'm at home with the baby. And she said, the fever is still going up. And I said, the fever is gone in the name of Jesus Christ. I will, I will call her when I finish my sermon. Amen? A physician knows the patients. A physician will know who's a fake patient and who's a real patient. And I want to talk to you guys today as physicians and what to expect. As physicians and what to expect and how to know who are your patients. Amen? Psalms 107, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He keeps on saying that, he keeps on saying that, and at the end it says, with thankfulness and with knowing what we have been redeemed for, let us go forth and give thanks to the King of kings. Because he has redeemed us. He has brought us back. That's who we are as children of God. God has redeemed us back and saved us for the sake of those who are sick. Now who are the sick? Sometimes you get healed and you forget what it was like when you were sick. You might have gone and saved 20, 10 years ago and sometimes we forget what path we were walking before before we met the Lord. But I want to remind you what that journey was like. I want to remind you what that journey was like. Psalms 107 says this that these people are one of us. These people have gone forth ever. They have looked, looked everywhere for a place to dwell in. That's one characteristic or one thing that of those that God sends to us, of those that God has sent to us, they have gone about. They have been wanderers or they know what is wonderful. They know They are familiar with hunger. They have been hungry. They have been thirsty. And their souls know what it is like to be faint-hearted. Number one, they are wanderers. And with wandering, they have come to face some hardship. They have come to face hunger and to know what hunger is like. If you've ever had to go without a meal, not because you wanted to fast, but because there was no time to go grab a meal, or because there was no way of going to get a meal, you could not afford one, then you know what is to be hungry. When your stomach is turning about, but you cannot settle the stomach. These people, they know what it is like to be hungry. These people, they know what it is like to be dusty. They have looked for ways to quench their thirst. They have looked for ways to fill their thirst, but they have found nothing. They know what it is like to be faint-hearted. They know what it is like when they have known and understood that God is far from them and there is no hope. They know what it is like to feel like nobody is hearing them call out for help. They know what it is like to feel that there is nobody who can give you help. The one person that could give you help, you're not even certain if he's able to rescue you or he can hear your voice. That's one. Another thing, they know darkness. They know darkness and have walked in the path of death. They know darkness. They know the real darkness. They know that I try to get off social media, but I cannot help. They know I try to read the Word of God, but something makes it so hard that I cannot be able to read one verse. They know that they hear they need to go and pray. But they cannot get up out of the bed. There is one that is telling them, get up and go and pray. And there is one that is telling them, just keep on sleeping. I am tired. They know the struggle. They know when the enemy presses on their hearts. And they feel a weight on their heart. Like a hand is pressed on. And they cannot remove the pressure on their hearts. They know what darkness feels like. For those of us who grew up in Africa, we know what darkness feels like. We really know what darkness feels like. Here in America, you don't see darkness. You come to Africa, you know what darkness is. There's no street lights to light the lights. There is just path, and you don't know which way to go. Sometimes you walk in mud puddles instead of walking in the path because the flashlight you have could not give you much light. Sometimes you are attacked by dogs because you could not see them coming. Sometimes you are hijacked. It's not even being hijacked because you are walking. I don't know what they call that. Walking jacking. Walking, Jackie <laughs> Because you are walking and the person that is attacking is also walking. It's not, you're not in a the car. <laughs> These people know what it is like to walk in darkness. And not only that, some have walked the path of death. What does that mean? Some have contemplated taking their lives away. Some have tried to take their lives away. They are familiar with the path of death. They can tell you what that path smells and feels like. They have been hijacked, they have walked in mad powers. They know what darkness gives them. Like. They have felt darkness while they were trying to grow for help. One last thing. This have been bound by affliction. They have been bound by affliction and I. They have been bound by afflictions and I. They know what it is like to live in a prison. They know what it is like to go to work and you're still bound. They know what it is like to go to grocery shopping and you're still bound. A lot of us during this season have celebrated the joy of God and the peace of God going to the grocery stores, or going to schools, going to work, doing about our business. Even when they have required you to wear the mask, you still wear it, but you still had the peace of God. There is people who have never seen the light of day for the last since 2020 when they declare the plague is about. There is people who are starving themselves because of fear of going to the grocery stores. There is people that have told their spouses, you sleep in the other room, I sleep in this other room, because they have refused to leave the house. And because the other person is going to the streets and going to work and doing all that, they say, you stay out there. There's people who change their clothes in their car. Not fearing like somebody might come by and see them, but because of the fear. The people that God sends us to, They know what it is like to be bound by affliction. They know what it is like to be behind the iron bars, yet nobody else can see those iron bars. They are familiar with the life of imprisonment. So what do we do? Because these are our candidates. This is who God is sending our ways. They are wanderers. They know darkness. They know what it is not to see. And they have been bound. The same psalm says why we give praise. It says we give praise because our God has broken the iron bars, has set us free, has put light upon our eyes that we now see, that now we can breathe, that he has healed us all, the afflictions. And you can say now, I, I turn off my social media whenever I want to. I read the word of God whenever I want to. I pray when I want to. Maybe you have forgotten what it was like. Before the Lord wanted you. I want to tell you one thing about these people. Some good things about these people. Amen. Those is what, where they have been. This is what now to do. We are looking for people who will hear the voice of God. They will hear the voice of God. Remember Jesus, the story we read? He walked and he said, you Levi, come out, follow me. Levi didn't care. These people are just looking for somebody to say, hey you, come. Huh? That's what we did this day. This morning, yeah, hey, you come up, come, 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 follow me, follow me, follow me. They will hear the voice of God. Levi knew the voice of Jesus Christ, he knew just by hearing the voice of God, just by Jesus saying, Follow me, he didn't say big words. He said, follow me. Another thing. These people, they don't come alone. They come with an end to rush. Amen? They don't come alone. They come with an end to rush. When Levi followed Jesus, he went and set up a party in his house. And he called his friends. And he said, come. Come to my house for a party. So, you might call one, follow me, but no, they come with an entourage. They come with an army. They come with other of them. Same kind. So one, they are looking for somebody to call them. Follow me. When they follow you, they will come with another mass of people. Another good thing. That they will be surrounded by others that also need the healing. Isaiah 28, 26. Let's read Isaiah 38 26. For he instructs him in right judgment. That's what God is doing to each one of us. He's going to instruct us to the right judgment. Our God will teach us how to help them. And right below there, it talks about cumin, and it talks about, um, let's read it, 27, it says this, for the black cumin is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a cattle rolled over the cumin. Okay? But the black cumin is beaten out with a stick, and the cumin with a rod. This this is um, about harvesting. And it's talking about how God's wisdom, or God's wisdom rests on the farmers, that they may know the different kinds of harvest that they are receiving, that they may tender to this harvest according to their strength. So it's God who gives you the wisdom on how to handle everybody that comes your way. Some are fragile. They don't need a lot of beating. And some, they need a lot of beating. And it can this same verse can also be used when it comes to God dealing with his own children, you as your own child, you as a child of God. And how God deals with Pastor Alex is not the same way you deal with Pastor Siti. Amen? Because God knows each child and what each child can handle. So when it comes to God chastising us as his children, he has the wisdom to know where to use a rod and where to use a stick. He knows where to use a cartwheel and where to not use a cartwheel. He continues and says, this, Bread flour must be ground. Therefore, he does not thresh it forever. He knows when it's enough. Break it with his cartwheel or crush it with his horsemen. This also comes from the Lord of hosts who is wonderful in counsel. He is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. That's how God good, how God our good is. Our God is, how good he is. Because he has entrusted you as a physician. He also wants you to know that he is full of of the wise counsel and he's full of excellent guidance on how we're gonna work with those that God brings our way. He's the one who gave the farmers the same wisdom that is used here, the same wisdom that is applied on how to handle the different crops. He is the God of the harvest. He says, pray of me that I may make laborers. And when God makes you that laborer, your work is to ask him to give you his wise counsel and his excellent guidance that you may not fail. That you may do that which he requires of you. That you may handle everybody with great care. Micah 6, Micah 6, as you finish, Micah 6. He has shown you, O man, what is good. When you walk with him, he will show you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? He is a requirement of you. Now that you know that these people are wondrous, now that you know these people have been afflicted, now that you know that these people have a broken spirit, then God, God requires of this, but to do justly. And that's what we just read in Isaiah. The right judgment. That you may seek the right judgment that only God can teach you. Don't go with past experience because every patient is different. To love mercy, love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. To walk humbly with your God. To recognize that you need Him every minute, every hour and every decision when they call you in their midst, when they call you to go and dine with them, when they call you into their cities, because they will, do justly, love, mercy, and walk humbly. Because you are a select arm. Harvest is plenty. The harvest is plenty. But I want us to have laborers. Labourers that are led of God. Labourers that seek the counsel of God. And laborers that have realized the excellence of being guided by God that we may do a beautiful work, a work that is to the praise and the glory of God. When you see your neighbor today, you have seen them when you came into this house. I want you to hold that picture that we have talked about. want you to hold that picture because God has called you to be a physician. And constantly people are in need of a physician. And they are constantly screaming for help. I cannot live up by myself. As Jacob cannot labor by himself, as Isaiah cannot labor by himself. We are all laborers. We are all called to work in the vineyard of the Lord. If you're not yet in the vineyard, you are a candidate to be a worker in the vineyard of God. Amen? That's why you are here. That's why you heard the voice of God say, come into the house of the Lord. This brokenness is still searching you out. It's still possible that this brokenness, the enemy uses it. Pastor continuously reminds us that the, the, the truth shall set us free. That when we know what the Lord has done to us, which is good. And what that holds power over other people, that all you need to tell them is follow me. Christ is a possible son. And you are the second, third, fourth born. But he saved the same way, the same grace that was resting on Jesus Christ is the same grace that is on each one of us. And what the Holy Spirit worked in Jesus? is able to do the same thing through you, that you will call men and they follow you. That they will follow you and not just come by themselves, they will come with an entourage. If you have any brokenness, dar- any darkness, or that feeling of thirst, that feeling of hunger, that has not yet been quenched, that you have, you don't feel like you're full yet, I want you to put your hand up. I want to pray with you. If you are in need of God, to quench your thirst, to feed you to the feeling when you know I am full. When you know you are still struggling with reading the word of God. Well, you know, you are still struggling with hearing the voice of God. Well, you know, you are still struggling with seeing the right path that God has set for you. Just put your hand up. I'll pray with you. I pray with you. Our God is mighty. Holy Ghost, you do the word. You do the work over each one of these lives, Holy God. Give them the grace to hear the voice of God, not just for themselves, but for others to know God. Give them a voice in your house, oh God, that when they call people to follow, that they will follow in the name of Jesus Christ. Give them strength, to break strongholds that the enemy has risen against them. Give them the strength and the grace to bring down walls in the name of Jesus Christ. My God, beautify them, O Lord Jehovah God. Pour out a new anointing, a new oil over their heads, O God. Anoint them afresh, O God, that they may walk in a victory and in the power that we've called them to walk in, O God. Let them have the grace to be in prayer let them have the grace to be in fasting let them have the grace to hear your voice and to see you holy spirit be a liberty to work in this place in jesus name we pray amen